0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The
1: horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. I'm actually happy this week, man. The Colts actually won their first game of the season. Went from 0-3 to now 1-3. Still, I think they're, yeah, they're what, third now? Still in the division. Only behind Texans because of the fact of the divisional game. But don't worry, the Colts will have a chance to... Right that wrong here in two weeks anyway, so we'll see what happens there. But anyway, Colts get the win against the Miami Dolphins. Marcus, why don't you tell me, man, how are you feeling right after this?
2: I feel relieved, man. It's a it's a dream come true. It was one of those <laughs> things that you did not want as Colts fans. It's like, please do not lose to Jacoby. Yes, because Colts fans are already toxic, and if we yeah. lose to so our former quarterback, the the rollout guru. That's what I call him because he just loves play action rollout. Yeah, Man, it would have been worse. But the fact that we got the job done and we put up more than 14 points is a blessing. And, um, you know, I'm I'm just so happy right now that we won the game, man. Go freaking Colts. Go Colts, man.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, we might as well talk about the quarterbacks here. Carson Wentz, 75% completion percentage and actually had a few drops by a couple wide receivers today. And granted, did have a few missed throws there. We can all agree on that. But overall... I mean, should have had an 80% completion percentage if it wasn't for the drops. 230 yards today, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's the first time in 26 games that Miami has not had an interception in a game. So Carson, no turnovers today. QB rating of 115, was sacked twice today. How did you feel about Carson today? Carson played a really decent game.
2: Uh, of course, it could have been better, but that's yeah. pretty much any quarterback, especially a guy with no offensive line right now. Yes, um, but Carson Wentz had a very good game, in my opinion. Like I said, it could have been better. Uh, he kind of realized what the what, what he was missing, and that was Mo Ali freaking Cox. Uh, he threw him the ball. He had two touchdowns. The that's red zone that target whole is alive, screen,
1: bro. I was so excited when Mo Cox was finally getting something going in the red zone, man. Insanity.
2: He found this target. I, I can probably, I can see Coach Frank smiling without the camera even bending on him. It's like, yes, it worked. But um, that happened. And the another thing that Carson started to do at the end with the game plan is the play action play. That forty yard bomb to Zach Pascal was beautiful, and yeah. it couldn't have been drawn up even better. So Carson Wentz had a really good game, in my opinion. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I again, two or three bad decisions in this game. One of those sacks mm-hmm. was on him. Two bad throws that could have resulted in potential touchdowns. Again, going to have a few of those. Hopefully, as the season goes on, that will start to get better. But I think that a couple things happened in this game that made Carson Wentz better. First off, the Colts took advantage on third down, especially in the second half. Miami is one, what is actually this season, the worst team on third down at stopping teams on third down in the NFL, which was odd because, you know, last year they were number one and this year they're dead last. So, you know, especially late in the game on those big third downs, the Colts were able to convert on that. And again, just letting your, I think the creativity of the offense got better in the second half than what it was the first Hines didn't get utilized much in the second half, but I I think you probably saw it. Do you see how many times they put Hines in motion and then made a play with Jonathan Taylor going the opposite direction? You force that defense to look over there, and then Taylor gets this ball the other direction, and it's like you finally did something. Like you didn't even have to get the ball in Hines' hands, but you had to get him to move, and then that forced the team to wait, and then Jonathan Taylor was able to make some good plays. Do you think the, the play calling in the second half made the difference?
2: Yeah, and I kind of said that on, on uh, earlier. And I said the second half play calling needs to be the play calling for the Colts in the first half because yes. it's way more effective. So I enjoyed the second half play calling very well. And the fact that they executed, which is one of the problems that we had in a few weeks, execution is everything. And the fact that they did it this week is just a sign of life,
0: man. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Absolutely. And then you look at the rushing attack. Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries for 103 yards, had a long of 38. That was the opening run to start the second half. You saw that happen. Marlon Mack, 10 carries for 22 yards, had that 12-yard run at the end of the game that kind of sealed the deal there, and then Wentz and Hines, not really much of a factor, but you know, it was all the Jonathan Taylor show today, a bunch of big runs, even if you took away the two big runs that he had that was worth 61 yards, still was 14 carries for 62 yards, still over four yards a carry, so Jonathan Taylor had a really great game today, found the holes. Offensive line in my opinion, they run blocked pretty well today.
2: Yeah, uh run blocking is probably one of their best identities uh for the offensive line. Uh they're really good at that. One thing I do take away from the run game today is that I think we run a run inside a little bit too much. I think we go away from the counter plays and the outside handoffs that are there for us. Yeah. I think we'll have way better games from Jonathan Taylor if we do run opposite directions from where most of the pressure is coming from. Counter plays and outside tosses. If we can do that more, I think the offense will be way better than what they were
1: this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, we saw in in the first play it was getting Taylor to the outside. You had Hines motion and then Taylor's coming off the outside and then all you need, you seal that edge. It's Taylor all by himself. And, you know, I hope at some point they'll start to get Paris Campbell more involved in something like this. I hope that they can start utilizing the shift with that wide receiver and Hines, and you can confuse the hell out of a defense that way. Let's hope they continue on that kind of feeling. Obviously, that worked a lot. The receiving court, Michael Pittman, six catches for 60 yards today. That big one, obviously, in the fourth quarter that pretty much sealed it. Zach Paschal wasn't utilized a ton today, but the catches he did make big first downs that helped move the chains. Moali Cox, obviously, the two touchdowns, you know, the one where you just let Big Mo just go up and get it, you know, just let the big man go up and beat the corner. And the first one, I mean, great seal by Zach Paschal, and then nobody was there for Big Mo. That time, Jack Doyle with a big 24-yard catch in the end. Paris Campbell with a couple catches. Dueling with a big catch in the the late first half. You know, overall, nobody with ginormous stats, but it felt, outside of a few drops that Pittman and uh, Pascal had, overall, it felt much more effective in the way they were able to do things.
2: Yeah, man, absolutely agree. Uh, it was a, a team-balanced game, I think. I think we try to get more people involved, especially from last week when we only had like five players involved. But we try to get more players involved this week, especially for a team like this for the Dolphins. It's pretty much could have been a trap game if we didn't come out uh, head-on. But getting more players involved it just opens up the game for you. I hope they understand that, especially when they look over the film this week. But offense in general, like I said, I think they improved a lot. And, you know, this is good signs going forward.
1: So, obviously, for the offense, like we said, it was a much more effective game. It still had its issues, but Carson Wentz looked good today. The rushing attack did a lot better today, even with some of the injuries that we sustained. Naheem Hines was having a little bit of a rib injury problem at the end of that game. You certainly hope it wasn't anything severe. Ryan Kelly on the last play there kind of twisted that ankle a little bit. Kind of, he popped right back up and walked off. So I don't think it looked like anything severe, but obviously you take him out so you don't have to worry about it. How important is it that we get some of these guys back for this next week? Obviously, Quentin Nelson's not going to be a go, but if you can get Ryan Kelly healthy, you can get Hines healthy, and you know, maybe something else going, and Carson keep him off the field just a little bit and get those ankles back to be in the way he wants to. You're going to need it against Baltimore on Monday night.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, getting those guys back could definitely be a big key. Uh, in my opinion, though, I think uh, Quentin Nelson's substitutions has had a pretty solid game so far, um, and I kind of think it's underrated. Chris Reed, I think yeah. he's had a brick of uh, those – like every time he comes in the game, I feel like he has a success story behind it. Uh, I think the biggest issue – and I think we've seen it for the offensive line, is Davenport. Even though he got benched, hopefully they can figure that situation out. Uh, but, you know, uh, but having some guys back that don't have really lingering injuries, I think having those guys in on this big game on Monday night, I mean, Colts fans are looking for televised games, and this is the one we're going to have, but nobody's healthy. So, I mean, what are we going to get? I mean, at least get somebody, some guys that are healthy enough to play, to play because we do need this win if we want to have any shot at the division.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Eric Fisher played a pretty good game today. Blocked very well on the outside. Like you said, Chris Reed's been playing well. You certainly hope that Ryan Kelly's ankle's not much of a problem. You sit him for a little bit. Let that ankle rest up. He should be good. Mark Lewinsky, again, you'll you'll figure that one out. Just, yeah, that right tackle thing. Man, dude, I I, I was so angry at the beginning of that stream, when Wentz took that first sack and Davenport got completely blown up on the right side, just got blown right past. And, you know, I'm like, again, why in the world the Colts continue to not have protection on that right side? You don't even have a running back to chip the right side of the offensive line to say, okay, you're going to give Davenport a little bit of a chance to be able to figure him out, but you're just saying, no, we're just going to let him go one-on-one and then gets completely just beat off the edge. I mean, it, it they made me angry. They figured out a way to kind of do better as the game went on, but oh my gosh, I was so livid at that. I, I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be the game again, but sure enough, they did better. Uh, let's kind of talk about the Colts defense here. Jacoby Brissett, 20 of 30 today for 199 yards and two touchdowns was sacked three times today. I mean, it felt like the Colts were getting pressure on almost every down. I mean, every other down, they were forcing Jacoby Brissett to have to roll out right or ended up getting sacked. And we saw Jacoby Brissett had a sack fumble from Grover Stewart, which Darius Leonard picked up. And I'll be honest, dude, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's numbers were inflated due to how many deep passes they were throwing in garbage time at the end of that game. So really, he should have been like 16 for like 25 for like 140 yards. So it really wasn't that great. I mean, overall in the second half, I mean, outside of the first five drives, Indianapolis shut out their offense except for those last two drives where Miami was just throwing deep balls every time and Devontae Parker just destroyed it. I mean, how impressed were, were you with them being able to handle that, off- that, that offense that they had?
2: Thank you. Uh, that's all I can say for that pressure. Like, It's one of those things we've really been looking for. Uh, Grover Stewart, uh, he put pressure on him. Taquan Lewis, he pretty much jumped off the screen today, and that's one of those things you love to see. Tarray had two sacks healthy. A healthy to everyone questions how good he can be. I think he showed his potential today. But the defensive line, uh, putting pressure on Jacoby as we wished. They did a great job today. Uh, like I said, Jacoby's a rollout guru. So him rolling out of the pocket definitely pushed you on the edge of your chair every day because, like, oh, my God, he's about to make something happen out of nothing. Yeah, But um, the fact that they, they tried to contain him, um, they did their job. I mean, I just wish our defenders could catch football because we could have had some interceptions. But, like, They did good enough, but I think we could have been better. But I I was impressed with our pressure on the the quarterback today. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
1: Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, how many times the Colts got the hand on the ball today and that could have been an interception? You know, uh, Darius almost had one. Julian Blackman almost had one. You know, I mean, it, I mean, overall, I mean, for as many guys as we've had in the secondary that have continued to get hurt, I mean, you have to be impressed with the fact that you know, Sendejo came in, and Campbell came in, and Rodgers, even though he got burned on a couple plays late, you know, it's it's got to feel good knowing that even with all that issues, the secondary was still able to hold its own in this game.
2: Yeah, man, I agree. Uh, speaking of the issues, man, every road's still struggling. Um, this, that drive by Devontae Parker was simply incredible. I actually wanted Devontae Parker in the offseason, and today he just literally showed me another reason why. Because if you throw him the ball, he's going to catch it. And that's one of the things why I was a sigh of relief, because if Jacoby would have realized that Devontae Parker was going to catch every football he'd thrown to him today, I feel like the Dolphins would have put up 40 points. But the fact they didn't realize until too late, it was just a –
1: Ironically enough, he had the most targets with nine. Uh, Parker Mm -hmm. had two drops in that game that were huge. I mean, you know, Parker, while had himself a good day, also kind of hurt the Dolphins as well with that many drops. But, I mean, I think we all can agree here. I mean, the Colts did the one thing they were supposed to do today that they should have, and that was stopping the run. And that was Malcolm Brown, eight carries for 23 yards. As a team, the Dolphins rushed for 35 yards. That is what the Colts needed to do today. Force Jacoby Brissett to beat you with his arm. And sure enough, that is ultimately what you were supposed to do. So it must feel good knowing how bad the Colts off defense has been with stopping the run this year. It feels good to hold a team down like they did today.
2: Yeah, man, it is. Um, like I said, stopping the run is never really that big of an issue unless it's Derrick Henry. Uh, so the fact that the coach uh, showed up on stopping a run today is is huge, man. Like I said, all this momentum we need to carry over into the next weeks, man.
1: Yep. And then, like you said, with the and like I said before, with the injuries, you know, Darius Leonard uh, Lawrence was talking about it on his stream uh, when Darius had that interception. They said he was really limping on that ankle. Uh, obviously, it's been bothering him all season. Don't know if he re-aggravated it or if it was just because of, you know, just the fact that it never was a fixed issue. I mean, remember, Darius is playing on a bummed ankle, which sucks. But, you know, I mean, I think we need to get him. I mean, I hope that he just doesn't really practice much, except for maybe like Friday, like give him most of the week off to, you know, get off that ankle. So that way it's it's good for Monday, because again, you're, you're going up against Lamar Jackson. You're going to need that ankle. And you know, the guys that are, I hope nothing's severely wrong with Corey Willis. Uh certainly hope that Rocky sin is going to be back this next week. Cause you know, Lord knows we're going to need him. He's been playing very well. I mean, yeah, you said it, the momentum of this has to carry over. And I mean, again, the entire division lost today. So the Colts, are the big favors of the AFC South today? Again, it's only one and three, but you know, most Colts fans said that this team was either gonna go two and three or one and four to go through these first five games. I think after these five games are over, we're gonna then start seeing a more favorable part of the schedule where we might start seeing some guys come back a little more healthy, and you start to see us playing some more favorable opponents. We'll start seeing what the Colts look like then, and then we'll start making some more decisions, but overall, man, I mean, any final thoughts on this game? I mean, the Colts did end up winning, man.
2: Um, Xavier Rhodes uh, get better. Um, final words. Uh, hopefully the chemistry between Carson and MPJ figures out. Like I said, they do find each other, but I would love for them to find each other in the end zone. <laughs> just, I know it's amount of man. times
1: that he has just slightly missed Pittman. I mean, it's not like they're not trying to go there to him, but yeah, I mean the ball just keeps sailing out of his hand and they just can't find him in the end zone. It sucks.
2: Yeah, man. It really does. Um like I said, we talked about the run game. Uh hopefully Jonathan Taylor uh, get some better running angles like i say he's already a beast at what he does but more counter plays and outside tosses man i definitely think that's the wave especially going into next week but i'm pretty sure you guys have bring that up on your preview video but but yeah but like a, like i said i love it the offense progression it's taking a big step from last week and uh i'm glad we got a victory man we can all you know we can all rest without talking about someone being fired
1: yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, like I said, th- I mean, that that second half play calling from Reich I think is the best play calling I've seen all season for him. I mean, that, that first drive of the second half, as perfect as I've seen it all season. I mean, every single play call was perfect in my eyes. I mean, it, it was really nice. Hopefully, like you said, we can continue to go on this because – You know, if we can, if we can come out of a win with freaking Baltimore, I mean, dude, two and three sounds a lot better than one and four. That's for sure. So I agree. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Again, the Colts get their first victory of the season. One and three beating the Miami Dolphins, 27 to 17 in Miami. Let us know what you guys thought of this game. Thank you so much again to culture shock. My friend, Marcus, coming on for me. Uh thank you guys at, for 8000 subs also. We hit 8000 subs today so thank you very much for the continued support. Love you guys as always and as always go Colts. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems.